Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 9, Episode 8, Tell It to the Marines. It's the 206th episode overall, directed by the one and only Harry Morgan, written by a new writer, Hank Bradford, originally aired on January 12, 1981, and production code is Z410. I'm going to go back to the swamp and hang tags on my eyelids that say, do not open until Christmas. I'm going to stay right here and sleep for three straight days. Then I'll feel strong enough to get up and pass out. Next time I operate, I want to be assisted by Dr. Shoal. My, my. Down on your luck, fella. Well, you stay right where you are. One of the sisters will be by momentarily with a blanket and some hot soup. Please, don't talk in my sleep. Or in my wake, for that matter. You're saying you're not tired? Of course I am, but I treat myself far better than you Bowery denizens. My body's a temple. Yours are <laughs> mortuary. Watch it, Major. The last time somebody spouted off that much, he got a harpoon in his starboard. And the plot summary for this episode, BJ and Hawkeye try to get a hardship discharge for an immigrant marine whose mom is being deported before he can get home. Winchester becomes CO for a few days, using his new position to get himself silk sheets and other basic necessities of life. <laughs> In quotes. <laughs> In quotes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to disturb you, sir. Word just came in. The fighting shifted. So your meeting of the 38th Parallel Medical Society that was postponed until next week has been unpostponed till tomorrow. Always glad to get together with my colleagues to discuss the latest advances in medicine. Don't forget to pack a couple of bottles of my finest Kentucky sippin' medicine. Right, sir. And am I then to assume that I will once again forward all your commander's correspondence to Chief Surgeon Pierce? Oh, spare us, not Pierce, not that derelict. No, 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 no. In the immortal words of the Duke of Windsor, I abdicate my office for the pillow I love. Since you're so worried about this derelict being derelict in his duties, the job is yours, Temple Body. Me? What's wrong with Pierce? Sir, it is a rare moment that I get down on my knees without holding a pair of dice. But Major Winchester thinks the chain of command is for beating enlisted men. You know what they say, Klinger. It's loony at the top. The job is yours, Winchester. I am officially appointing you top kick pro tem. All right, for guest stars, we have Michael McGuire. He played Colonel Mulholland. A steady actor appearing in over 88 roles. His television credits include Dark Shadows, Columbo, Kojak... Highway to Heaven, and The Rockford Files. And Denny Miller plays the military policeman. He was an American actor, perhaps best known for his regular role as Duke Shannon on Wagon Train. His guest-starring appearances on Gilligan's Island and his 1959 film role as Tarzan. He sadly passed away in 2014. And then we have Stan Wells, who plays Private Jean Van Leder. He has produced and or directed over 2,500 improv, sketch, and one-person shows with the Groundling Theater and the Empty Stage in L.A. and with Being Human in Seattle. And James Gallery plays Murray Thompson. He was born on March 24th, 1935 in Auburn, New York. He is an actor known for Mr. Mum, Sour Grapes and Grave Secrets, The Legacy of Hilltop Drive. He died on February 5th, 2001 in California. And of course we have Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato. Hey. I'm sorry, Yost. 
there doesn't seem to be anything in here that applies to your situation. You just rest private. Captain Pierce, do you have a moment? Certainly. You don't mind if I check into bedside manner. Captain, Private Van Leader has a serious problem. Tell Dr. Pierce what you were just telling us. Um, well, this you see... This is his second Purple Heart, and he's got two bronze stars as his company's point man. But... But before Yost is discharged and gets back home, his mother will be deported, and he won't get to see her. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Servicemen are welcome in this conversation. Thank you. I come from Holland. Two years ago, my mother married an American, and we moved to the United States. Right after that, I joined the Marines because I wanted to serve my new country. And now his mother's just gotten a divorce, and because she's not married to an American anymore, they're deporting her. Oh, wonderful. She comes to America and gets run over by the welcome wagon. So, well, so what, what can we do? Hawkeye, you don't understand. He's due to be discharged in three weeks. All he wants is to leave a week early so he can see his mother before she's sent back to Holland. Did you talk to your CEO about this? Yes. He told me to talk to the Red Cross. And? I told them my story, and they told me to tell it to my CO. Uh, yeah, I see. The old one, too. A right cross from the Red Cross and Montezuma's revenge from the Marines. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off here. Okay. Um, first of all, I gave it a seven and a half. Right, okay. It's... You know, it's definitely a Charles-heavy episode, which I figure mm. you're going to really enjoy. Mm. <laughs> I like the fact that people people were calling him King Charles, because yeah. he, he just seemed very regal. He always does, uh, even if he doesn't deserve it. He just, that's the way he carries himself. Uh, so I thought it was very appropriate. I really like the, I guess I like both stories, the A and B, because the A story, would I would consider it to be Hawkeye's story. Him yeah. trying to help this, uh, this, this kid get out a week early so he can go say goodbye to his mom before she gets uh, deported. Um, and then you have the B story with Charles just going beyond crazy. I liked, you know, it made sense that Klinger would become Charles' servant because Klinger will do anything for money and Charles has money. Yeah. And, you know, that that was a given. So I, I liked their dynamic. And I always like those two together. I think those two actors work really well off each other. They have great chemistry. And in the in an episode that I just recently edited, and that's why it's fresh in my mind, which is happens to be your favorite episode, uh, mm. Death Takes a Holiday, at that end scene with those two actors. It's just the most brilliant, like, 30 seconds of TV. Yeah. And and I just, I really enjoy their interaction. I think they do really well together. So it's always fun to see when they put these two uh, actors together. So that was a highlight of the episode for me, is that all their interaction. Because they're both just so... They're so over the top. It's it's just great. Um, I think it's funny how Klinger is such a fantastic typer because Hawkeye's like yeah. reciting and he's just typing away. I'm like, there is no way he'd be able to type that fast and make corrections and spell yeah. everything correctly. You know, I was like, it works for the TV show, but I'm like, yeah, Klinger's not that great. No. They did another good job at making a character a douchebag because <laughs> yeah. that colonel, I just wanted to wring his neck. I, I yeah. just, you you just viscerally hate him so instantly, you know, and so I mean I just love I love when they can do that they can make you hate somebody, and you I mean you barely know them they don't even have time to build up to hate this character it's just two it's lines yeah, yeah two lines you're like oh I don't like him I want him to lose you know and it's so good I just love that kind of writing A brilliant idea to go to the main press because he mm -hmm. knew Stars and Stripe but you know the government runs that so obviously they're not going to produce anything bad towards themselves 
So it was, I think it was a great idea to have to uh, go to the, and I think that was BJ, right? BJ came up with that idea. Yeah. Yeah. And suggested to talk, which was a fantastic idea. And I love the fact that, that the reporter's like, oh, you know, can I rewrite this? I'm going to take credit. And Hawkeye's like, I don't care. I just want yeah. it out there. He didn't want credit. He just wanted to help this guy. He just wanted to do a good thing. He didn't want to be praised as the hero. He didn't. And that's one thing I always liked about Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye really, very rarely does he look for praise. Mm. You know, he's one of those characters that he's he's selfless. I mean, he's a doctor. And he does whatever he can to help, you know, those who need help. And and this kid needed help. And he all he did, he wanted to help him. He didn't care how he got out there. It just got out there. You know, he, as yeah. long as it got out there. I love the fact that they won. At the end, that it actually worked, you know, and the the, the consulate uh, member, you know, saw the, the the story and then hired the guy's mom so she's not going to be deported, so he can still stay there for the three weeks. Even though I'm not sure if he's going to go back to combat for three weeks or if he's going to stay in the hospital for three weeks, because that's what they had planned on doing. Yeah, but no, I, I really liked the the end of this of the Hawkeye storyline. It really worked well. It was an, it ended in a nice little bow. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. It made sense, and it was just a, one of those happy kind of, you know, really something finally happens good at the at the camp. Uh, and then yeah. you have the other hand, which mm. with, with Charles going all crazy and ordering satin sheets and, <laughs> you know, doing what Charles would do. I mean, you have to expect that from him. Yeah. So, you know, there were no big shockers or big surprises. This is Charles. This is what he does. I love... This is what he did, yeah. yeah, I love when Potter comes back and... Uh, Charles is, you know, waiting for Klinger to dress him. I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> and then Potter's there doing it, and Charles is, you know, putting his foot in his mouth deeper and deeper. Oh, about time, Max. Now, I want you to get busy. Fumigate this barn of an office. Get rid of that saddle. The whole place smells like trigger. Well, you see what this camp could be like with a man of culture at the helm instead of our old, beloved Colonel Cowpie. <clears throat> You're right. oh. Colonel Carpenter, Colonel Carpenter. <laughs> uh, Joshy, I knew you were here all the time. How did you know it was me? Recognize my clippity clop? Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> no. I'm just having a little. Rhythm. I left you in charge to conduct business, not symphonies, and not to have my company clerk working overtime in your personal sweatshop. Oh, well, uh, you just can't. You up on and it. your musical Nazis are officially out of office now. Get along, big doggie. Get along and pronto. Yes, of course, sir. Yes, I will. If you just hand me my. Charles. You're lucky I don't hand you your head. Sir, sir I'm, I'm, I'm out of uniform. What, what, what will people say? People will say it's the Emperor's new clothes. Vamoose! That scene was hilarious. When he finds out that it's Potter and, you know, he tries to backtrack a little bit. Good stuff. It, it was all good. It was a fun episode. <laughs> it was definitely uh, a very enjoyable episode. How about you? What do you think, Meds? Uh, well, I gave it seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Not my favorite of episodes. Um, there's still some nice funny bits in as you say with uh, with Charles being put in charge although uh, as he's paying for all this uh, you could actually have it sent to him anyway True. regardless of him being yeah. in charge um, he does say some nice things like recognise my clippity clop I do like that little line that he does I had one one quote Charles you just reminded me when Winchester he says a Winchester does not rub elbows with mattress buttons 
Yes, that was one of my favourites. He does he does come out with some good quotes. He really does. So and good. you're right about the colonel. You can't stand him because I'm one of these people. As soon as you get the MPs coming in, you just think, oh god, yeah. you know, here, here yeah. they are with their big boots <laughs> and stuff like that. And you, know, you do get annoyed of it. Um, it's funny you turned around and said about Hawkeye not wanting the credit at the end. Yet he does at the beginning when he writes the letter and he turns around to uh, Klinger and says, "What's this as dictated to you Matt Klinger?" That's a good point. Yeah, yeah and he he takes that off. And if you notice as well, where he, the guy says, "Look, I'll rewrite it," and you know that, and you can see he does actually look a little bit disgruntled when he says that, uh, mm. and you kind of think, "Ah, hmm, okay," because it, it looks like he does want a bit of credit here, but. That is just Hawkeye in his own character. I do like the fact that you do get a nice resolution from this, yeah. uh, where the fact that mum doesn't get the job, I do like that. Um, also, the, the thing as well, that, like you were saying, this is a conflicting relationship now with uh, with Winchester and Max because it ended, as we know, you know, with them getting on, uh, with a uh, few, you know, Death Takes a Holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet here now, you've got the Muslim going back mm-hmm. as uh, like Winchester treating Max really just like a servant as he would do in his own own home that doesn't sit well with me but uh, you know you've got to take that into account that you know this isn't generally the episodes don't really you know there's no linear storyline to this yeah at all, you know yeah it's they not bounce after around each other yeah but that that does inkle me a little bit but mm. uh it's not it's not a bad episode the trouble is is that you know we've had some cracking episodes before this and now yeah. we've got this one um and yeah so i only gave it a seven it's a it's a, it's a good episode uh some great acting as well by the the, the actor who plays the dutch page and i thought he got mm-hmm. the accent pretty pretty darn on there actually <laughs> um but yeah you know it's a good a and b storylines yeah yeah, very cool. This is Colonel Mulholland. What can I do for you, Dr. Pierce? I'm calling about your private Yost Van leader. Oh, yes, Doctor. When will I be getting him back? Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, his wound is healing nicely, but I'm afraid I can't say the same for his spirit. Hold on. This wouldn't happen to be about his mother, would it? Well, yeah, now that you mention it. Uh, now I see he's working on you with that sob story. I'm sorry you had to get involved. I thought I made it clear to him that the Marine Corps is not about to grant an early discharge to every panty waste who wants to go home to see his mommy. Colonel, this kid is no panty waste. He just wants to get out a week early. I mean, let's face it, he busted his, uh, his arm for the Corps. In other words, he's done his duty, no more. Apparently, you doctors get all choked up over a Purple Heart, but to the Marines, it's what we're here for. It's our job. You get the picture? Oh, yeah, in black and blue. Look, if memory serves, we're all supposed to be on the same side in this thing. Why don't we try to help each other? Good idea. You send that kid back here soon. I'll see to it you get an empty bed. Well, no, I am to be giving uh, Kenny your rating at seven and a half. All right. So pretty, pretty see, I'm average. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, average guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but seven's still a good number. I mean. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's over halfway. So. Yeah, I mean, you've given like a, what, six and fives. and Yeah. So, so this is, that's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good episode. Yeah, it's a decent episode. I am not going to let that fathead get away with it. Easy, Hawk. It's only a set of sheets. I, I don't mean that fathead. I'm talking about Mulholland. Uh, He's so smug. He knows he can block off every military channel. So change the channel. Take your story to a larger audience. What, what do you want me to do? Go north and holler at China? <laughs> we know he can censor the military press, but he can't control civilian reporters, if you get my train of thought. Oh, all right. The press train at Moon Sun. More reporters there than you can shake a byline at. So what do you think, Lionel? I think I can. I think I can. Klinger, we'll need a jeep 
And a travel voucher on the double. On the double will cost you twice as much. Gentlemen, gentlemen, aren't you forgetting military protocol? All such requests must be funneled through me, your first link in the chain of command. I want that jeep fast, or you'll be the missing link. See, was that so hard? Klinger, get him a jeep. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I will start us off. Klinger refers to Winchester as Major Domo. This is actually a reference to, well, Major Domo, a long-standing title, especially in Europe. The Major Domo is responsible for the management of the house household or business. Oh, right. No, I never yeah. heard of that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the title is also based on the phrase, tell it to the Marines, originally with reference to Britain's Royal Marines, meaning that the person addressed is not to be believed. In, uh, in quotes, tell it to the Marines because the sailors won't believe you. Hmm. Is hmm. that a thing? You're, you're no, Britain. I, uh, <laughs> maybe, but I'm not in the Royal Marines, sadly. <laughs> Hawkeye answers the riddle, what's black and white and red all over? with a newspaper or a suntan zebra, but he probably had in mind as a sunburned zebra. That'd make more sense to the joke. <laughs> that would make more sense, yeah. <laughs> uh, when Potter puts Charles in command, he states that he is appointed Charles, top kick pro tem. Top kick is an informal term for a first sergeant. All right. Hawkeye asked Klinger to call the commander of the 1st Marine Division. However, the officer he ends up talking with and dealing with as Private Van Leader's commander, is a lieutenant colonel. The commander of a Marine division is a major general. A lieutenant colonel is typically the commander of a battalion, not a division. Ah, plenty of army facts going on here. Yeah, I know. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the 1950s, marriage to a foreign national by an American citizen conferred U.S. citizenship on the spouse. Unless the wife had been accused of a crime sufficient to revoke the citizenship, Jossie's mother would be in no danger of deportation. That's what mm, I thought. Okay. I thought once yeah. you marry, you technically are a U.S. citizen, even if you get divorced. But I yeah, don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe rules are different. Maybe, yeah. When Major Winchester calls to Klinger about his ironing, he is listening to music on a phonograph record. When they zoom into the tone arm, it's very clear that the needle is not connected with the record. Mm-hmm. Without this, can, can, without this contact, without this contact, the needle cannot read the audio off the record. Thus, no sound should be heard. Ah, oh, yeah. right. Okay. It'll be the sneaky uh, music sneaky in post. Music's in post. Yeah, music post. <laughs> okay, so this episode marks the last time Klinger tries to get a discharge from the army. It's about time. Hmm. Somehow we knew you were back, Colonel, when we saw Charles doing a hundred-yard flash across the compound. (laughs) Well, it's good to see at least you boys have been doing something worthwhile during my absence. Yeah, but you know, Stars and Stripes didn't pick up that story about Yost until it was seen all over the States. This ought to loosen up a few leather necks. Oh, don't look now, Hawk, but I think that's Colonel Mulholland and his two trained Redwoods. And he's hot off the presses. All right, Pierce, what the hell is this? Uh, let's see, it's black and white and red all over. That's a newspaper or a suntan zebra. You made this happen. No, I could have done it by myself. My prose is strictly amateur. He brought in a Yoast writer. <laughs> I don't give a damn who wrote it. You clowns are responsible for this. All right, I'll take full responsibility if you'll take full irresponsibility. After all, fair is fair. You think you've won, don't you? Well, let me tell you something. Your little Dutch boy's gonna pay for this. When we get him back, he's in for the longest three weeks of his life. Well, isn't that a coincidence? We doctors were just discussing his prognosis. Seems he's come down with a 21-day flu. Isn't that right, doctor? I'll second the opinion. You can't do that. Maybe they can't, but I believe yours truly can. If you watch the birdie here, you'll get the picture. 
I see. I read you loud and clear. Oh, but don't worry. We'll tell Yost you send your best wishes for a speedy recovery. You doctors always cover for each other, don't you? That's right. And to quote a phrase that seems to be all the rage, there's not thing one you can do about it. Well, that's just fine, too. I hope he has a nice stay with you bleeding hearts. But whether he's with us or with you, no matter how you slice it, he's still not going to get home in time to kiss his mommy goodbye. And I have trivia time. Okay, so last episode's question was this. Hawkeye tried to make time with a beautiful Swedish doctor. What was her name? And the answer is Inga Halverson. So there we go. Mm -hmm. uh, this episode's trivial question is, what is Colonel Potter's entire name? First name and middle initial. Yeah, because we don't know what the middle initial, and they never say the full name of that, so. No. So go ahead and email your responses to our trivia. You can email to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Cool. I do not have much money. I may never have enough to visit my mother in Holland. You must have faith, Joost. I just wish there was something we could do to make you feel better. Oh, I wish that were possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've done it. They've done it. We just got off the phone with Murray Thompson. Is that the man who wrote the article? The man who wrote the well-written article. Get on with it, Pierce. Okay, okay, everybody. All those who are wounded, whose mothers are facing deportation, and who never expect to see them again, raise your hands. Not so fast, Van Leader. The Dutch Consul General in San Francisco read your story in the paper and hired your mother as a secretary. Now she has diplomatic immunity. What does that mean? It means she can't be deported. When you're discharged from the Marines, she'll still be in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, that's how yeah. terrific! What oh, a yes. blessing! Oh, that is wonderful. I have all of you to thank for this. Especially you, Dr. Pierce. Just think of it as a Dutch treat. <laughs> <laughs> you can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, that's going to do it. So I think I enjoyed this episode slightly more than, than Ned's, but it was a definitely mm. a decent MASH episode. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Very cool. All right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Yes, sirree, Jim. At the end of a long day, there's nothing like sitting back with a loose shirt and a stiff belt. <laughs> Here's to the AWOL Yoast Van Leader, absent with our love. Sir, the dark cloud of tragedy has once again enveloped the Klinger clan. Please, Klinger, not another tragedy. It hurts when I laugh. I just got word my parents are getting divorced, which means my mother will be deported to Lebanon. I must get home before she leaves. Of course you must. You've got most of her dresses. Now, now, just a minute, boys. Let's give the begrieved the benefit of the doubt. If he wants to apply for a compassionate discharge, the least we can do is show him sympathy. Let's get that form filled out. Boy! You rang, sir. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant. 
The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. We also have Stan Wells. He played Private Joyce. How do you say J-O-S-T? Uh, Joe, I think. Joe? Joe. 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 Yeah, but Joe. 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 So Joe. 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 Okay. In the 1950s, marriage to a foreign national by an American citizen conferred U.S. citizenship of... Sorry. Confer... Oh, let me start that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs>